the morning brief from the economic times last week on the podcast my colleague kalpana and i explored what this new automation revolution is all about and how ai and machine learning are truly changing the face of the industrial economy but an important part of this revolution or industry 4.0 is its impact on the workforce either in the form of need for reskilling or redundancy also the whole aspect of increasing participation of women in the workforce and that smarter manufacturing mean cheaper goods for you and me as consumers all this and more is what we probe in today's episode with dr ranjit date founder and co-ceo of wipro pari provider of automation solutions and sunil c ceo of teamlease digital one of the largest employment platforms It's Thursday, November 10th. From the Economic Times, I'm Kalpana Patak and I am Kiran Somvanshi. And today on the Morning Brief, we decode the impact of Industry 4.0 on employment and consumers. According to a NASCOM report, more than 2/3 of Indian manufacturers are estimated to embrace digital transformation by 2025. Indian manufacturing was expected to spend close to 6.5 billion dollars on Industry 4.0 in FY21. So what does this rapid pace of digital adoption mean for a country like India which has nearly 440 million workforce? I asked this to Dr. Date of Wipro Pari and he tells me that more automation in fact means more jobs that particular job is gone it is no longer exists it gets replaced by other value chain that is either about managing the manufacturing operations using automated production lines or maintenance on the equipment side the design and engineering the equipment itself and uh, automating the manufacturing process so it gets moved into the higher skill levels of employment and more importantly when you become efficient and when you become competitive your business grows and that actually is a huge employment driver because now your business itself is growing there was a seminal mit study mit from the us which correlated the data between use of automation and the jobs in the region and there was always a positive correlation that means more automation meant more jobs so it is non intuitive but absolutely a proven fact that in the long term the use of automation and the technologies that improve efficiency actually are improving the employment scenario so in the long term the employment prospects look great with industry 4.0 but what about the pain in the short term as sunil of teamlease digital tells me the nature of jobs is set to change the industry 4.0 revolution definitely will lead to some job losses at the lower end but they will be replaced by some higher order jobs which are mostly technology kind of a job as per our estimate in the next few years let's say 5 to 10 years there are close to uh, 1 million new jobs which will be created in the tech space in the non tech industry But Kiran what happens to the blue collar workforce due to automation and digitalization Kalpana Sunil has an answer for that as well See the blue collar workforce have got a standard training program which the uh, industry themselves are imparting 
to make them ready to do different kinds of roles you know some of the roles definitely will get eliminated with the industry 4.0 revolution but that does not eliminate the job of a person it just moves the person from the mundane job to productivity enhanced roles so there is a training program happening across the industries to upskill them so upskilling and reskilling is the key here after all kiran we print journalists have also reskilled ourselves to be podcasters yes indeed it has been a steep learning curve but a rewarding one so dr date how do you view reskilling you use the word reskilling and that is actually one of the extremely important parts of this game right that essentially when we are talking about the employment actually improving but somewhere else right that basically means that the people need to get skilled of what that other opportunity is and therefore in the areas of automation and industry 4.0 wipro pari has been instrumental in working through the university system and the colleges to actually train the upcoming engineers in these new technologies so that is a key part of course requirement in the marketplace is going to be order of magnitude more than this and indeed you know this is an area where a lot of reskilling will be required starting from the operators being able to use the advanced technologies and computer controls and automation and robots and so on to the people who are engineering and designing these automated manufacturing processes and programming the systems that make them work and actually a much higher value job than presently doing the physical manufacturing operation themselves right We spoke to V Venkat Narayan who's digital transformation leader of manufacturing at Dr Reddy's laboratories to find out how easy or difficult it was actually to reskill the workforce. So we first of all chose and picked up very very carefully people from existing employees from various departments and worked on them on a wide variety of what we considered as essential skills. We imparted them selective training depending on their backgrounds. So we taught them a lot of basics of digitalization and many more aspects because what we wanted was that the business translator should be multifaceted, multi-skilled personality who can bring together various insights and put them all onto a digital platform. So we gave them interpersonal skills and project management skills too. We gave them exposure to various technologies that fall under the fourth industrial revolution so they have become experts at identifying what is needing improvement in the physical world taking it to the digital world solving it in the digital world and bringing those recommendations back into the physical world for implementation our efforts have been very fruitful i should say we already have three batches of dna business translators already and more are in the making while reskilling is important it is not quite easy sunil elaborates on the challenges in addressing the skill gap the technologies are changing very fast and most of the organizations require people as of yesterday because uh, you realize that there is a technology change or there is a digitalization which you have embarked on and you need a immediate talent but unfortunately the available talent in the market are not readily uh, usable or readily employable there is a skill gap so that's one of the biggest problem which we face today and to address this we also try to train them and deploy them but that means that you will have to get the requirements in advance so that you can prepare a pipeline hire them train and deploy but that's not a practical solution on an ongoing basis because as i explained you always need the talent as of now so that's one challenge what we face 
when you talk about we train and we kind of reskill them basically who bears this cost of training and reskilling so if today a job seeker is wanting to kind of get a job and he's not skilled is the company really concerned about getting it or are players like you are doing the, that role or is the person basically has to fend around and spend money and get the talent how is it see there are multiple models available in the high trend deploy in one of the models teamlees uh, digital which is the subsidiary of teamlees we pay the required funds or money to upskill them because when they are getting upskill there are two kinds of investments which are required one is we need to pay the salary to the person at the same time we also need to foot the bill for upskilling so both these charges are borne by teamlees and once we place the person after getting trained obviously we make a better returns at the same time the employee also gets a higher salary because he is moved to the next higher level skill so that's one model the second model is that you know where companies collaborate with teamlees and they share a curriculum and they also share the expenses together so in either case we don't pass on any of these expenses to the candidate or the employee how much is typically the cost of reskilling training so if you could kind of you know capture that it's difficult to give a number because different programs or different uh, skill upgradation programs have got different cost you know some of the skills are very 15 day skill you know you need to just upskill them for 15 days because they have a basic skill and you just need to fine tune and upskill them it's a 15 day program and after that they can be placed some of them are one month some are 45 days and you, we also have done two months and three months upskilling so for each of these the costs are different i i will not be able to put a number to it because the costs are spread from 20000 to 1 lakh the aspect of increased salary for a reskilled worker is a point we also heard from someone on the ground listen into amit kamath head of operations at all cargo logistics the introduction of the ecom uh, into the logistics industry so we need to upskill our uh, workforce to handle that kind of volume using the handheld terminals so these handheld terminals are something similar to the mobiles and then they have to do the transaction through the, using this hst terminals only this requires the complete training of the various processes which needs to be followed strictly and then we have to train these people and within say one week's time actually because due to the during the big billion day or the great indian sale so our man power in count increasing from say 100 to 300 kind of thing in this uh, one week's time actually so we need to develop a training schedule for them so that they can get trained within the 7 days time and then start delivering the result from the 8 day onwards kind of thing so that is one thing which is quite important for us to train the all the people in our organization and then we have the dedicated trainers available at various warehouses to train the team who are newly joined and then we train them on all these kinds of software so we need to upgrade the skills of the labor as well as our staff also and then with increase in the skill set their salary levels are also going up actually earlier any metal handling operator used to get around 15000 or 18000 rupees per month with this kind of a skill set increase with them that salary range increase up to 25000 as high as so it is a win win for both of us actually we typically hear of reskilling especially in the case of tech jobs but sunil busted this myth IT sector is a misnomer in the future with the industry 4 revolution coming in 
every company will have tech employment so i am replacing it sector with you know tech jobs tech jobs are going to be across there are 6 million new tech jobs which are going to be created between it and rest of the industries so people earlier who were uh, comfortable doing their jobs without any technology usage are actually upskilling themselves and trying to come into this sector so that they can get better wages and the best example of this is that you know the edtech uh, registrations if you see from the edtech companies it's just not the techies who are picking up the technology courses it is a large portion of non tech people who are picking up uh, courses earlier only engineering graduates were expected to come into technology but that is not going to give me enough supply chain to fulfill the uh, 6 million jobs which are going to get created in the near future so even graduates from commerce science and other sectors are also upskilling themselves through various edtech courses and online universities and then coming into higher wage jobs so that's the change in the overall talent landscape which we are witnessing and it's a good sign because this will mean that you know the next generation are ready to embrace the technological changes and be ready to fill the demand supply gap dr date i hope women will also be bridging this demand supply gap absolutely you know as a matter of fact if you see even the industry today in india right because india also went through this transformation about higher level of automation and automated manufacturing processes right therefore all of a sudden so many of the industries could commit to saying that you know at least 50% or some in in some uh, industries that i know 100% of their workforce is women right and that is actually possible because now it requires more cerebral skills as opposed to physical skills to actually be able to do the job and you know of course that takes away any kind of a disadvantage that women might have in terms of being able to do that job women's participation in the indian labor force declined during the pandemic but industry 4.0 hopefully can be a good opportunity to bring these women back in the workforce today several manufacturers are hiring women For example, for every 10 new hires in the EV industry, 6 tend to be women. FMCG companies like Britannia plan to have 50% of women in their factory workforce in the next 2 years. So the change is already happening. So full marks to Industry 4.0 for making manufacturing smart, pushing the workforce to reskill and bringing more women into the workforce. But Kiran, an important question is, will all this result in cheaper and safer products for us the consumers? Kalpana I asked the same question to Sanjay Sharma who heads manufacturing at Dr Reddy's laboratories he was one of the guests in our last episode and this is what he had to say you'll create a product which will be far more robust so for sure you'll have better quality of medicines the cost is going to come down you're going to become most very very productive and at the end of the day in a competitive environment that will pass on to the consumer so it will definitely drive better access and better affordability on the medicines So as businesses get more competitive it seems consumers indeed will benefit Dr Date shares Sanjay's views First and foremost you know when you are able to produce efficiently right it basically makes you competitive and competitiveness by itself has a huge set of business benefits first of which is making the products more affordable and therefore be able to gain the market share whether these benefits get passed on to the customers or get used in a different way strategically by the different industries is really a business decisions that the industry will take but without this 
they will be left behind the industries that do succeed and are able to lower their costs then they actually are risking being out of the industry and this is why we call it a critical success factor for manufacturing going ahead as a consumer of course any efficiency play i mean industry 3.0 was about automation right so as automation became more and more prevalent the cost of the product came down the wastes and uh, losses came down further reducing the costs so for every efficiency measure that we take whether it's industry 3.0 that is automation or industry 4.0 which is data based analytics the benefit to the consumers should be immediate and immense and the looming recession the world over will only further push the industry towards adopting industry 4.0 as dr date points out here paradoxical as it may sound but generally the efficiency improvement initiatives right actually take the front row seats when it comes to tough times right when going is good right the costs and efficiencies are not that much a focus of the industry it is grow and capture the marketplace right but now with the marketplace either stagnated or shrinking to be able to make money from that marketplace now you need to be efficient right and that's when actually all these efficiency plays actually start getting looked at and invested in true when the going gets tough the tough gets going it's no longer a debate of man versus machine the whole premise of industry 4.0 is to improve human efficiency and capabilities with the help of smart machines data analytics and artificial intelligence automation doesn't mean loss of jobs it just means the need for skill upgradation of the workforce but a critical aspect is while the industry needs skill manpower today our education institutions are unable to train them even by tomorrow ironically academia and industry have been struggling to be on the same page for decades so how can we take full advantage of the fourth industrial revolution the new education policy does provide hope but the change has to happen on ground and fast of course several existing jobs may soon disappear but the companies have to be cognizant of this aspect and be proactive in reskilling their employees the employees themselves have to be receptive to the idea of getting reskilled sunil has an interesting piece of advice for the current workforce older generation are they willing to upskill i would say that not 100% there are a lot of older generation who want to be at the comfort zone but my message is that you know you have to be a lifelong learner if you want to be relevant in the changing world so you have opportunities available you have courses at a click of a mouse you know we are in an era where we don't need to hunt for colleges or hunt for places where you'll get upskill you can sit at the comfort of your home and get yourself upskill so my advice is that you know if you are passionate and if you want to increase your earnings if you want to pick up a higher challenge better job then i think upskilling is essential so basically all those who are in their 30s and 40s and are looking and staring at some future ready manufacturing and environment i think the message for them is you know reskill or perish right yes you have been listening to impact of industry 4.0 on employment and consumers only on the morning brief i am your host kiran somanshi and i am kalpana patak signing off thank you dr date and sunil for your insights And thank you for tuning in to this podcast brought to you by the Team Economic Times. Show producer Sumit Pandey, sound editor Rajesh Nayar, executive producers Anubhriya Bahadur, Anirban Chaudhary, and Arijit Barman. 
We hope you like this episode. Do share it on your social media networks. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon and Google Podcasts as well as Jio7. Do tune in to ET Play our latest platform for all audio content including The Morning Brief. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead.